My mum's got nine kids. Out of nine kids, only four of us are out. Out of the 148 young people imprisoned in WA in 2017, 108 were Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander, representing a staggering 73% of the children in custody. Verna and her family are the people behind that statistic. Um, with the brothers and sisters, we uh, grew up with our nan because our mum was in and out of jail most of our lives. So when she left us, then, yeah, it's like, well, I had to stand up and take over. Mum, she... I think because she had a bad upbringing, you know, and she, because she met my dad at a young age, she didn't have her, like, teenage years and she missed out on that and, like... It's just when she had alcohol, it triggered her and made her do silly things and, yeah, she ended up in jail. My youngest brothers and sisters would have been only... One would have been one and the other one was just newborn. So, um, yeah, we struggled a lot and that affected us heaps. I've been involved since I was 15 with the justice system, only because where we lived was in a remote Kalakabadi. There's, like, no public transport, nothing nothing at all whatsoever so mine was started off minor was just driving offences so yeah because we had to we had to drive my nan here to the doctors or to the shop do shopping for the kids and we couldn't afford to taxi at all because it's a long way <laughs> yeah so it started off minor then as I got older I was looking after all the kids and mum just got out another time from dawn time in jail and I thought well fuck it I'm gonna have fun now mum's out she's got all the kids so I'm free so um I went drinking with my cousin and her boyfriend and he ended up drunk behind the wheel, didn't stop at the place and ended up having a high-speed chase and crashed. I would have maybe gone to rehab or even something, but not straight to jail. I mean, that's bad because I went in there pregnant. Yeah, I was very disappointed in myself. Like I hated myself because I said to myself I'd never go there. In prison, being pregnant, it's not a good place for a pregnant woman to be in jail because there's fights, people throw shit, almost got hit in the guts once. Little petty offences, they can give people, you know, like a suspended sentence or something, but these days they're just chucking everyone straight in jail. And they already know the jails are overflown. I mean, if you've got people laying on the floors on mattresses in a jail, there's you go, there's your answer. It's wrong how they let people suffer like that. Your opinion means nothing to anyone. Well, when I got out, I got housed through United Care West, mm -hmm. and um, they support you for a whole year until you find another accommodation. But um, yeah, I only stayed with them for three months because I had to take on um, my brother's kids because DCP became involved when my mum had them. Yeah, when I got out of prison, everything was fucked up, to be quite honest. I only went to prison for one year and I come out and it's like, everyone's just gone fucking down. I've had to come out and pick up all the pieces to everything. Um, I have one child of my own. I look after three of my second oldest brother's kids and two of my elder brother's kids and one of my brothers. We're only in a two-bedroom house. And I'm like their mentor, their sister, their mother, you name it. Their worker. <laughs> It's like, I have to go take them do all their stuff. I have to tell them what to do. Sometimes they make me feel like their mother. <laughs> but I tell them all the time. 
when you get older, you don't be like us, you know, you said get a job, then you buy Arnie a big house, you look after Arnie. <laughs> and make sure like they're not in the environment I grew up in. My mum's got nine kids. Out of nine kids, only four of us are out. They did have a lot of potential, a few of the brothers and sisters, but they just wasted it on drugs. And to avoid everything, block everything out. That's why I used to smoke weed. And then, yeah, you're not worried about anything. My, I see my mum get flogged by my dad every single day. Half killed, you name it. And then when I was 18, I see my oldest brother get brutally bashed right in front of me. My younger brother, he dropped out of school in year four. Where we were staying back then, he witnessed an old lady get murdered. And he's hard to talk to because he won't talk to me much. But I can see it's affecting him because he's smoking way too much. And I know when you smoke like that, you're blocking everything out. Yeah, you're trying to block things out. Uh, mainly the white stuff. That's fucking everyone up. <laughs> like, that's the whole reason why mum was in there to jail. And then now the brothers and the sisters are in the same cycle. All they see is jail life. When they go to jail, they get, what, two to three years. They come out here. They try to act, be normal, they can't because they're used to hiding, being locked in their room. And they hibernate in the room. And I mean, they say there's support out here to help them come when they get out of jail, there's fuck all. There is nothing. The drugs come into that. The um, ganja makes them very lazy and they, they don't want to do nothing. They just lay on the bed or fall asleep or eating all day. The only good Community police officer I've, I've ever met since I've been alive is John Foster. He, he's helped my family a lot. Where every, every other organisation doubted our family, he didn't give up on us, our family. He kept pushing and pushing and yeah, my brother didn't end up in jail. So I kept him out of jail. He got him into courses, um, he got him into one mechanic course, kept dropping around, taking him to places, like more or less keeping him occupied. So then he's not just that gonna go out onto the street. He kept trying, he didn't give up, that's what I mean. And my brother kept telling him, fuck off, you know, oh, fuck off, I don't talk to you. But he kept coming back, kept coming back, kept coming back, and finally got his attention. And, <laughs> and they, they grew a relationship. Then once they grew a relationship, the whole family grew a relationship with him. I'll tell you, it takes one person to change and the rest of the family will see that and, you know, think, oh, we want money and we want a job, you know, or we want a car. One of the kids told me they wanted to be an ambulance driver. <laughs> so I was like, okay. It's only because I want them to be something for their kids, not go back into the same cycle. No, it's not, e it's not easy. I mean, it's going to be hard, but it's worth it at the end of the day. Just seeing the kids grow up. <laughs> Just seeing them grow, I think. When we were young, my mum always threatened, saying that she would put us in DCP, and my nan always fought for us. She did it for us, and I have to do it for these, the next generation. Verna is part of a system that isn't designed to help her or her family. As a young Aboriginal woman growing up on the outskirts of her cities, she simply doesn't have access to the services that she needs. Aboriginal people are the most incarcerated people on earth in proportion to Australia's population. In 2018, 
47% of women in custody nationally were Aboriginal, while just making up 3% of our population. In WA, this figure is closer to 65%. Failing to intervene and rehabilitate young people when they first come to the attention of police and the justice system is an ineffective way of protecting our community and making it safer for everybody. We need to support struggling families and meet the underlying needs at the root of their issues, especially families who are suffering from systemic disadvantage. We need to create a system that is preventative, an economically effective system by empowering communities and families and supporting them to resolve their issues earlier before they reach crisis point. Social reinvestment makes economic and social sense. It's better for all of us, better for families, and better for our community. Let's work together for an effective and connected approach to justice. To find more about the solutions and what you can do, head to Social Reinvestment WA's website.